Hi, my name's Paul Malin. Welcome to the Life and Death of a Tax Investigation. Throughout this series of podcasts, we will consider the beginning, the middle and the end of a tax investigation. During the Life and Death of a Tax Investigation, we'll cover topics such as answering the initial challenge by HMRC, how to work out penalties, and then how to make a disclosure to HMRC. You can contact me for further clarification either on 07979 313 010 or my email address paul at pmc.tax. Thank you for listening. The tax investigation itself can bring out all sorts of emotions in people, anxiety, frustration, nervousness, regret, and these are all perfectly natural. All we need to do is to make this a business matter, a business decision. It has a start, it has a middle, it has an end. Job done. Right at the beginning, there's always the initial challenge and people want to know, how do you respond to that challenge? The main question that people always ask me, how much is that going to cost? Well, what is cost? To me, there's three different elements of that cost. There's the tax cost, the emotional cost, and then there's my cost, if I'm representing you. Now, it depends on what type of investigation we're actually talking about. If it's tax avoidance, then HMRC will approach you on the basis saying that we don't like what you've done. We don't believe the tax is actually avoided and you now need to pay us that tax with interest. There's another type of challenge, and that's where they call it fraud or evasion. They're interchangeable in words. And that's where somebody's deliberately set out to not pay the tax in the first place, any amount of tax. And that's what we're going to focus on. But then there's a third group, which is the bucket, if you like, where you can be challenged over your residency, your tax domicile, your status or whatever. Having asked the first question, how much is it going to cost? The next question is going to be, will I go to jail? No. Some taxpayers do go to jail, but they don't get brown envelopes. What they get is a knock at the door. Often the policeman's there to keep the peace. And you'll hear the police caution, the same as you hear on the police television. You do not have to say anything, but if you do so, we'll take it down and you may be using evidence. That's where it's a criminal matter. I deal with civil matters. In criminal matters, you'll pay the tax and the interest and you may go to jail, but in civil matters, you'll pay the tax and the interest and then a financial penalty in lieu of going to jail. And that financial penalty is a multiple of the tax again. It can be 100% of the tax, 10% of the tax, it depends. We'll come on to that in a separate session. Another question taxpayers often think of right at the beginning is what on earth am I being accused of? Well, HMRC rarely volunteer that answer. They have prepared the case back in their office. It's taken them time. It's taken them months in some occasions. And so when they present themselves, they want to understand, well, what have you done as a taxpayer? And then they'll decide whether there's any evasion or tax fraud and take it from there. So when I'm asked, well, what am I being accused of? I have to respond, well, you tell me 
what you've been doing. Most of these investigations focus on a relatively short cycle. So for example, the answer that gives me the clue is something that's happened in the previous six to nine months, something that's been different. It may be that you submitted a tax return. It may be that a set of accounts is showing a lower than normal level of profit or a higher level than profit. Or it may even be that you've been trading with somebody that is also of interest to HMRC. So I can't always answer what you're being accused of, but by going through a series of questions, I can narrow down what the sensitive areas may be that HMRC are now pursuing. So I need to understand the journey so far. What is dangerous is to try to second guess HMRC. I often have people in front of me saying, I know what it is, it's so and so. I didn't like the look of them the first time. They never paid me. They wanted to pay me in cash, etc, etc. That may be part of the challenge, but it may not be the main reason. After a while, you'll find that the mist will suddenly start to clear. From my perspective, it's like doing a jigsaw and I'm fitting all the pieces together such that when I've got the full picture, I can then answer the question, what am I being accused of? But when I start doing that jigsaw, I take the jigsaw out of the box, but there's no picture on the box. Sometimes there's not even straight edges, but I still have to finish off what the jigsaw is all about. That is partly why I enjoy my job. Another question that they asked, how does HMRC know what's gone on and how do they know what needs to be covered in this challenge, this investigation, call it what you will? Well, believe it or not, they don't know. They weren't there. How can they know? But they might know parts of it because they have lots of other customers, other taxpayers, and there may be information that they've picked up from that source. Sometimes they get information from around the world. So it could be from the French tax office or whatever. But these tend to be not so much an investigation. In the media, you find them into the classification of being a nudge letter. And it's HMRC saying to the taxpayer, we know you've got a French bank account. Just go back and check your tax returns because we don't think you've declared all your French income the bank interest on the uh, bank account or whatever it may be, the rental income. That's a nudge letter. It's not an investigation. Then we have who has the final say as to what's in included then? Well, you do. You're the taxpayer. You will know ultimately what you've done. It doesn't matter what HMRC thinks you've done. It's finding out exactly what you have so imagine this hypothetical situation where perhaps you have received a letter, maybe you and your partner, your business partner, uh, the, your fellow directors, it doesn't matter who it is, but you received this letter. It can come as a bit of a shock. It may be that in the beginning, you do remember doing something slightly odd, but never thought it'd be considered to be tax fraud. And it may be the question of, well, I have no idea, absolutely no idea, what are they on about? The worst thing a taxpayer can do is to bury their heads in the sand because it's not going to go away on its own. 
If HMRC have taken the trouble to contact you until the matter is concluded, which may be in a week, a month, a year, or three years, or whatever, they will keep on at you and they will keep chasing you. And literally, because they want money. That's what their role is. So when I meet people for the first time, they don't know what to tell me because they've forgotten what it is. Or the purpose well, the purpose of my role is simply to understand what might have gone wrong, not making any decisions that, well, that's it, that's it, and that's it, because there may be another thing that's gone wrong as well, which we haven't yet covered. So for me, I spend approximately two hours face to face with you just to understand what's gone on. And at the end of that two hours, I'll try and give you an understanding as to what I believe HMRC are challenging. I'll try and give you an idea as to how long the whole matter may take to conclude. And for some clients, it's devastating because I may come out and say, well, in 12 months, it might be over. 12 months? They're more thinking of 12 days, not 12 months. But HMRC, when they do investigate, they investigate thoroughly. And it won't necessarily be just for one year. You may be up to date with your tax returns, you may be up to date with your company's accounts, whatever it may be. They don't just go back one year. In law, they can go back 20 years. So that's a long time to cover. Some people can't remember what they did last week. So to try and remember what they did 20 years ago, it can take two hours. So firstly, don't bury your head in the sands. You've taken the right step you're hopefully talking to somebody, somebody like me. I would like to say that I'm a specialist. I only do tax investigations. There are other people that do tax returns. There are other people that do VAT returns, payroll, etc. all of which is in tax, but all I do is tax returns. All I do is UK tax. I don't do any overseas tax like French tax or whatever. I only do historical tax. In other words, I don't do tax planning. I don't even do my own tax return. I have somebody do it for me. So I'm always looking back in time as to what has gone on that apparently has gone wrong so far as HMRC is concerned in the UK in the past up for 20 years. Now, hopefully, it's not 20 years, it might only be five years. But all of this is going to have that cost. As I said earlier, there's the emotional cost, the financial cost, made up of the tax cost and the emotional cost, my fees, etc. Part of the tactics, shall we say, of once we've understood what the challenge is, and we have to accept perhaps that there is something that's gone wrong, it normally means that there's a tax liability. So you have to start getting your tactics together. Those tactics can be, as I've seen with some of my competitors, don't answer any questions, ignore HMRC, they'll go away eventually. Well, I've seen people try that and it just doesn't work. I've seen other people do go the other way where they bend over backwards and they try and drown them in paper 
facts and figures so that HMRC get confused and give up and go away. Again, that doesn't work. What they want to do is to understand what's gone wrong. HMRC have started the investigation, so it's HMRC that's going to finish it when they are satisfied and not a moment before. So you might have to prepare yourself for the long haul. You need to have some tactics. Those tactics should be, from the outset, start to make a payment on account. So if you owe £10,000 of tax, perhaps £100,000, a million pounds, the amount is actually, um, the amount of tax is not relevant. But if it's £10,000, start making a payment of, I don't know, £1,000 a month, so every six months, whatever, to chip away at that debt. Because that debt is gaining interest on top of it for every day that the debt hasn't been paid. You're going to have to pay it sometime to start chipping away at it. If you're under investigation then for 12 months or whatever, it may be that you've made £12,000 in total paid on account. And if your liability is only £11,000, including interest, etc., you've overpaid and you'll get the money back. HMRC can't keep money that they don't deserve. So that's one of the tactics. The second tactic to bear in mind, and this is more for me as a tax advisor, are tax penalties. Penalties are where you have to pay a certain amount of tax on top of the original tax, again, as a penalty. So let's say the tax is £1,000, the interest could be £200, so £1,200 so far. But the penalty, if it's a UK tax matter, can be another £1,000. But then it can also be reduced by HMRC based on the taxpayer's behaviour. So if we go back to the sort of person that either doesn't give any information or gives too much information, then HMRC believe there that you're not helping. And one of the three criteria you have for reducing a penalty is helping, telling and giving. So the more you help in the right way, the more that you tell in the right depth and the more you give in terms of explanation, the lower your penalty becomes. Where tax advisors go wrong, in my humble opinion, is to think about penalties at the end. At the end, it's too late because HMRC want to see a change in that behaviour. So it may be that you have hidden things, disguised things or whatever. If during the course of that investigation, you can demonstrate that you've changed your behaviour, you're now behaving yourself, declaring everything and on time, etc. That will reduce your penalty down from 100% to whatever the percentage is. A lot of my clients wrongly believe that HMRC started zero and work up. No, they start at 100 and work down. Unfortunately, I do remind my clients of what they've done, why they're under investigation. But hopefully it's also making it easier for them to talk about it. Because life has to go on. People still have birthdays, people still need to expand their business, etc, etc. The investigation can overtake them. 
what I am there to do is to guide them through, hold their hand almost, and say, look, this is what we're going to do. This is the timetable. This is what you need to do for me. This is what I can do for you. And this is what HMRC needs to do for us as well. And between the three sides, this matter will get done. It will go away. Every tax investigation that starts has to end. If you've got any questions you want to ask me, my telephone number is 07979 313010 or contact me by email at paul at pmc.tax. Thank you for listening.